stuff. And I got over here. Okay. I'm going to start the intro then. Here we go. Welcome to the Morning XP Boost, we're your hosts, Tox and Glitch, and we're here to talk games and stuff and uh, make you feel good in a nice, fun, inclusive, positive sort of way. Uh, Glitch, how are you doing today? I am great. Uh, I'm great. How are you doing? <laughs> I am super excited. I'm just so excited to get started with our first show hopefully uh, first of many, and uh, to discuss what's going on. Yeah, this is, uh, this is super exciting. I cannot wait. Yeah, let's jump right in then. So I think uh, you have some historical context to start us off with today. Is that right? That's right. This week in gaming history, we had Pokemon Sapphire and Ruby launch oh, back yeah. Way back in the day, 2003, for the Game Boy Advanced. Uh, then we had God of War 3, which released back in 2010. So just a, just a couple of years ago. Just, yeah. It feels like it was yesterday, uh, but it was 11 years ago. About it was. That. <laughs> That's right. And I think you have a few too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I wanted to ask you, uh, do you have any experience with those games? Pokemon Ruby, Sapphire, or God of War? God of War 3, definitely. Uh, yeah. I played, I've played. i played every God of War game thus far, and I'm really excited about, uh, hopefully, maybe later this year, getting an announcement about the next God of War in the series. Uh, nice, nice. Uh, Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, I kind of uh, started slacking off a little bit after the first one that I played, which was Pokemon Yellow. Nice. Uh, what about you? Did, what's your experience with those two? Um, yeah, I'm, so I've actually never played a God of War game. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I'm a huge Pokemon fan, and uh, I missed Ruby and Sapphire because, like you, uh, I played the first couple generations, um, you know, red and blue. Red, by the way, is the better one. Uh, gold and silver. Gold, obviously. Um, and then I kind of you know, went to school and stuff for a little while. So I missed out on Ruby and Sapphire, but I've since come back to Pokemon um, and I'm sort of replaying some of those older games. Uh, and yeah, I mean, any Pokemon mainline game is a-okay with me. That's for sure. I'll tell you what. Yeah. So Pokemon Sun and Moon got me really excited uh, because, I mean, those are the ones that really changed how the series plays out. Like it's it's a completely different style from the mm. originals. And that's really what brought me back to playing Pokemon. And, uh, you know, now I went back and played X and Y. Then yeah. I played Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby. <laughs> I'm sorry. I laughing because I, sometimes I feel like we're the same person. I have in my Nintendo 2DS right now, which, is, by the way, is a sweet, like, Pokeball shit or, like, it's like a Pokedex with a Pokeball button. 
uh, is like the shape, the casing of it. Uh, I have Ultra Moon in there right now. I've been playing that. Um, and I have, I picked up used from GameStop, uh, uh, um, Alpha Sapphire, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, and X and Y, all the things you just mentioned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're incredible games. And yeah. uh, the new iterations, what is it, armor, shield and armor, or uh, shield and sword? Yeah, sword and shield, yeah. Sword and shield, there you go. The, I mean, great titles. I'm really excited to see uh, more of that in the future from, from the Pokemon franchise. Oh, we have so much more ahead of us uh we we could talk about that forever but there were a couple other notable gaming history items uh this week uh so we had minesweeper back in 1992 and uh tony hawk's pro skater in 2000 even uh yeah my minesweeper i think is a great one because like that came with every PC of a certain era. And I think it was included in every PC since until really recently PC being like a windows based PC. And, uh, you know, how much more simple could it get? You click, you get a little bit of feedback on if you hit a mine or not. Obviously if you hit a mine, you're done. And then, uh, you, you just keep clicking. It's something you could just switch your brain off. Um, and click away while you're supposed to be working or studying or whatever. <laughs> I I played it a lot on my Windows 95 Pentium 2. Oh, so yeah. I, uh, I, workhorse. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was a monster. Yeah, and of course, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. One of my favorite games growing up. Uh, I played that just for hours and hours, and... I want to say at least 50% of the reason why I played was for the soundtrack that had some really awesome skater music. Of course, it was a Nintendo 64, so the, the tracks were limited to like one minute each, as super compressed, super low-quality audio relative to today's standards. But, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. And that controller, though. Duh. I just remember endlessly grinding <laughs> you know you jump from one spot to another and you land of course you got to grind on something and you just grind the whole stage through it's so much fun yes yeah and for me i mean you know tony hawk pro skater i de- i played that every time i went over to a friend's house and like you said that that soundtrack is iconic uh it's an incredible soundtrack it was an incredible game but for me something that really stands out with the nintendo 64 was that controller like oh my gosh nintendo really took a risk with that controller and i mean i feel like it really paid off uh playing 007 goldeneye uh with uh with that that trigger there's I mean, no it was other way to play that game like I, i've no. tried you know on various platforms with other controllers and it just there's no other way no that's true so i guess yeah. we'll move on to the news here uh, we do have a couple little news items. Uh, yeah. This week, Days Gone, a PlayStation exclusive, is coming to PC. This isn't the first time that PlayStation's done this. Uh, I think I think we're going to start seeing this kind of more broad spectrum. I know Xbox recently acquired, or Microsoft rather, recently acquired uh, Bethesda Games, and I'm hoping to see that trend kind of translate 
over into Microsoft as well, releasing some of the exclusive titles to to other systems, consoles, uh, you know, play, uh, PC. Mm-hmm. Um, so Days Gone, that's coming out this week. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, which is an incredible game if you played Breath of the Wild on Nintendo. Uh, this is kind of like PlayStation's version on that. And then Resident Evil Village was actually just... Uh, has just become the fastest selling and most successful Resident Evil game in the franchise's history with over 3 million copies sold in 4 days. That's nuts. So, that's just yeah. nuts. <laughs> Cuz that's a popular franchise to begin with. Have you played or had any experience with any of those titles? Oh my gosh. Uh I haven't played Village. I've watched a little bit of the streaming uh you know, when the franchise started, I was fairly young. Um, one of my friends was really into it. And so I pretty much just watched him play <laughs> Resident Evil 1 on the PlayStation as I was too afraid of the dogs jumping out from nowhere and the liquors just kind of dropping on you from the ceiling. Uh, yeah. And then I I must have spent a lot of time watching my friend play because I have memories of Resident Evil 2 and 3. Uh, in particular, Mr. X, I think it was, busting <laughs> busting through the walls wherever you happen to be, uh, just sort of randomly, and like his little stars, like, oh my god, that gives me chills. <laughs> that uh, um, That is exactly the same experience that I had as well. <laughs> I think it was uh, Resident Evil 3, Nemesis, was mm-hmm. the, was the Nemesis. guy. You could hear him, you'd, you'd be inside, uh, what was it called, the... Like the Stars headquarters, mm-hmm. like the police state, Raccoon City police station, maybe, I think is what it was. Yeah, yeah. And you, you know, I watched a friend play. I also didn't play. My parents actually wouldn't allow me to have that game. Um, they were like, no, no, no. We saw the cover of that. That's, you're not allowed. <laughs> not an unwise um, decision, but yeah. <laughs> so I went over to a friend's house and uh, it was probably 10 o'clock at night on a, on a weekend. I was out of school. And, you know, you're going through, you're going up the staircase and you can hear uh, Nemesis outside <laughs> pounding around, boom, 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 stars. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. And then he crashes through a wall. And I think I had to, I actually, I think I had to go home early um, <laughs> from that sleepover and uh, get another pair of pants. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Terrifying. Great I franchise. had nightmares for a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, a great franchise, an amazing record. Uh, other on um, in other news, <laughs> I brought a little bit of a more lighthearted item um, and a little bit more of a substantial one. But uh, so I love Pokemon, as we discussed already once in the show, uh, and I ha- happened to see, and I could not ignore that. You know, this year is sort of the 25th anniversary celebration for pokemon and so they're doing all these kind of little crossovers and stuff and uh one of them it's billed as a Katy perry and pikachu music video and so of course i had to watch it because i mean those are two pretty awesome uh pop culture icons and (laughs) i gotta say i i kind of loved the song in like a super cheesy way it has very little to do with Pokemon. It's not like a like a Pokemon theme song. It is like a Katy Perry single. It's called Electric, um, and so obviously Pikachu being an electric type. 
Pokemon. Um, and they kind of just worked Pikachu in there in like a few frames, as well as Pichu. And the whole thing, the music video is sort of like, like, you know, mature Katy Perry, who's made it in the music industry, uh, happens and has Pikachu as a friend for some reason, happens upon uh, a younger woman, maybe early version of Katy Perry, who's struggling to, you know, busking at the farmer's market, not really getting any attention for playing her guitar and singing, and she's not feeling good, but she's got her Pichu, you know, younger Pikachu, I guess, friend sitting there, uh, you know, egging her on, being a positive support for her, and uh, yeah, Katy Perry and Pikachu help young Katy Perry and Pichu um, sort of find the courage to to pursue their dream, and it's actually a really cheesy but also kind of beautiful little uh, positive message. <laughs> so that one really resonated with me. Uh, have you That's... have you seen that music video yet? Yeah, actually. So uh, I'm actually looking at it right now. I did uh, previously. I I had actually caught a couple clips of it. I think they did a really great job of. Maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I think <laughs> Pikachu is super cute. I think it's one of the cutest oh, yeah. Pokemon. Um, it's controversial a, to say of you. It's a bit yeah. controversial, but I'll allow it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think they did a, a great job with the animation of Pikachu and Pichu. Yeah. 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 And it's it super looks, fun. The whole good. concept of the video is really, it's fun. It's good. It's what, what, what we need, uh, after the last 15 months of whatever, um, it's a nice positive message. It really is. Yep. Yeah. And I think, I think you're right. I think it is like older Katy Perry looking back at younger Katy Perry and right. Maybe like her message to her, like not to give up. Yeah. Keep going. If you feel it. Yeah. Feel it. <laughs> um, okay. Before this becomes a sing-along, uh, I'll touch on my other news item briefly, which was, uh, you know, not really new news, but still really interesting. Um, PlayStation's investment into Discord, uh, I guess... Discord is still doing series round funding, um, and so PlayStation played a role in their latest uh, round of funding. And it's not like a, you know takeover or a buyout or acquisition or anything like that. Um, but it, they did sort of announce some plans, pretty short on details, to uh, you know basically help integrate Discord more into PlayStation. And I think that's. I think it's exciting. I think it's great. I'm really glad that Microsoft did not buy uh, Discord outright because um, I feel like nothing against Microsoft, but that would have potentially changed the character of uh, Discord and the direction. Um, it remains to be seen, I guess, how much PlayStation's investment will influence the current uh, Discord direction. I, I noticed that Discord got a new logo. It's very similar to the old logo, but it has a new shade of blue. So that might be part of that new PlayStation money that they're rolling in. Um, but, you know, I mean, I love Discord. Um, I've used it extensively, especially since the pandemic hit to connect with people like you, Glitch. What do you think? Uh, I think it's absolutely incredible talks, you know. Uh, a, Xbox not acquiring it. You know, 
I love that that Discord is something that's universal. You know, you can use it on yeah. a, a MacBook, you can use it on a Windows PC, you can use it on Xbox, and now finally we're going to get some uh, use on it on PlayStation, uh, which you know I love being able to connect all my accounts to to Discord and mm-hmm. uh, you know like Spotify and and all those things, and PlayStation has just been the one that's that's absent. So uh, I think it's great that uh, PlayStation and Discord will finally be integrated together. And with the streaming capabilities of the PlayStation, I think it will be really cool to be able to, you know, hey, what's this person up to? Oh, they're streaming right now. You know, I can jump in and I can, you know, watch what game they're playing. I think that's that's all around. That's great for everybody. Yeah, I agree. Well, uh, there is a but another slightly big news item to cover. Um, e E three. What that E3, could be? That's what it's called. I just checked my notes. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's talk about that after after a little sting. Where should we begin? Glitch, do you wanna cover a couple topics first? Sure. I wouldn't mind touching on a few. The E3 lineup this year is going to be a little different than in previous years. Some of the uh, larger names, such as PlayStation and EA, are actually going to kind of be doing their own thing. So Mm. uh, we will not see them. Konami actually was supposed to be a part of E3 this year, but they have decided to uh, actually back out. They stated that they had prior commitments and will not be able to attend. So E3 this year is going to be June, oh, what is it? June 12th through the 15th. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I mean, the lineup is still pretty solid, even without, you know, Square Enix, I think is another one that's not going to be there. But Hmm. here is who is going to be there. We've got Ubisoft, Capcom, Epic Games, Bethesda, Take-Two, Xbox, and Nintendo, just to name a few. I mean, those are those are the heavy hitters right there in the gaming industry. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm obviously very excited about uh, Nintendo, but uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait. This it's an awesome lineup, and I'm actually I'm really excited for E3 this year. There there are some big titles that are rumored to possibly be, you know, uh, sneak peeked at this particular E3. And uh, yeah, I'll just I'll just fill you in on what's going down. So for Ubisoft, uh, Far Cry Six, which we've already got you know some information on. I think we already have a trailer for it, but I think we're gonna finally get a, a substantial release date or a maybe a corrected release date. Release dates have kind of been all over the place here recently uh, because yeah. of last year. But I think we'll finally get a concrete release date for Far Cry 6. Maybe some new trailers, some gameplay footage. Um, Good times. And then Ubisoft is working on a super secret Star Wars project. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, This is actually the first time that another company besides EA will have worked on a Star Wars game since 2013. Uh, Disney, I think, had uh, an exclusive deal with EA to produce Star Wars games, and that has ended. There Mm. is a rumor as well uh, 
Uh, there was a project that was canceled by Lucas Arts called Thirteen Thirteen. A lot oh, of people yeah, in the Star Wars community are. Uh, I hope they're not getting their hopes up too high, but there's a possibility, <laughs> however small, that Ubisoft might be picking up the mantle of Thirteen Thirteen and carrying on with it. So, uh, EA used to do the Star Wars games. Ubisoft supposedly doing this next star wars game how do you think that will change uh the type of game that we'll see or the type of gameplay the ubisoft would bring to the table well ubisoft's big title is of course assassin's creed uh Mm -hmm. and far cry i think i think we're gonna see more of an assassin's creed style game with uh with star wars and i mean assassin's creed's a massive franchise valhalla has been doing great they've been putting out all these updates it's been a really great refresh to the franchise a lot of people have come back to assassin's creed after taking a break from mm-hmm. maybe origins and uh i can't remember what the other one is there's been so many <laughs> mm. yeah. um but i think if they do a star wars assassin's creed i mean yeah who wouldn't be down for that that sounds awesome, like a super tactical uh, Star Wars game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are assassins in the Star Wars universe. Uh, there's bounty hunters. There's so many people oh, yeah. that they could just fill right into that assassin role um, and skin it with Star Wars and boom, you're good to go. I'd buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Baby Yoda taking out bad guys, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then over at Capcom, of course, we've got uh, Resident Evil Village, so we might see some DLC, um, some sneak peeks for that. Uh, a game that I think you're probably going to be really excited about, Tox, Monster Hunter Stories, Wings of Ruin. I love Monster Hunter. I love Monster Hunter. <laughs> That's going to be releasing on July 9th, so I think we're going to be seeing a new trailer and gameplay footage. How is uh how is Monster Hunter going for you right now? Oh, it's going great. So I'm I'm very new to the franchise. Monster Hunter Rise is my uh first entry into that series. Um and I've played probably about 70 hours of it and I've watched a lot of people play and been talking about it a lot with people who have played the whole franchise sort of, you know, pretty much start to finish and uh supposedly and i can see it in the maturity of monster hunter rise uh, you know what i'm told is each game sort of builds on the previous one um and just gets better and better quality of life improvements new mechanics refinements to that core monster hunting uh combat system so uh you know i'm looking forward to seeing another monster hunter game having had the context of monster hunter rise and see what new tweaks there are um how it just how it gets better because i feel like it's it's all gravy uh, and you know they keep iterating on a really good system so i'm excited to see it and dinosaurs dinosaurs <laughs> i mean the they're like i guess they're like dinosaur type creatures but Honestly, you know, for me, the Monster Hunter franchise is it's a little complicated for me. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> I love loot grinders, 
but I I've tried Monster Hunter in the past, and uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. It's a great series. I just I just couldn't <laughs> do it. Um, but stories you might uh, when in your infinite free time you might give Rise a shot because I hear that the quality of life is much better on Rise versus previous titles. I will throw that one into my uh, into my backlog of games. I, I won't yeah. discount it. But <laughs> Monster Hunter Stories for me, that's the one that looks that looks super interesting. I can't wait. It looks like it's a different type of uh, like style of gameplay. Um, yeah. So I'm super excited for that. We've got Resident Evil. Yeah, it's an RPG more so than uh, than an action game, yes. right? Yes, yeah. Um, so I don't know yeah. if it's going to have the elements of loot grinding in there, but I'm, I'm excited to see that. And I do like loot grinding. It's just, I think it's maybe the style of Rise, or of, of Monster Hunter. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should just give it a shot. Add it to the backlog. Yeah. Glitch. Tox. Are we at the end of our first podcast? Is that what I'm hearing? Tox, I think we are. Oh my gosh. I think this deserves a power up. <laughs> we made it uh, to the end of our very first podcast, the morning XP boost. Uh, giving you a boost to get through your day. Or to end your day, or you know, just to get through the middle of your day. Whatever. We don't we don't discriminate whenever you want to listen. We're gonna be coming back with weekly episodes. Be sure to join us next week as we wrap up our E3 preview, uh, just in time for the big show. So thank you so much for joining us for our first episode, and we cannot wait to come back and see you again. Glitch. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time. scene. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop recording. <laughs> Me too.